0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on SureDog.com My name is Sean Sheehan and I'm back with another edition of the betting show We're going to have two betting shows this week First of uh, of all is this one where I look ahead to the full year I have five bets for you today And all five bets are plus money bets for the year So we have some big title fights coming up, just some big fights that have been announced. I, I, I decided to go with all fights that have been announced because I did this last year um, and I, I actually look back at it there a couple of weeks ago. I've forgotten exactly every bit now, but some of them were like John Jones and Nganu and like McGregor versus Ferguson. like, is there really any point in them? Like they're not going to happen, so we can actually have these, put them as part of the the rotation for the year, and uh, we will, uh, you know, put them as part of the uh, the record as well for the uh, the year. Before I get into that, though, just a quick recap of last year and just a couple of things that are maybe going to change this year and that uh, we've learned from last year to come in to uh, to this year. So uh, overall, last year we went fifty percent. That's what I wanted to do. We went. 90 of 180, we said that last that last one didn't really count I, I think I I, think I went 50 and 50 on it anyway So it's all good But um, 180 bets, 90 right And then 13 overall on the um, uh, on the Flyers Now, I remember I said at the time If I got hit one every month, every six weeks Maybe I'd be happy with the Flyers So I achieved that and I said I'd be happy with 50% uh, on the bets And I achieved that as well So I'm happy enough with last year Now this year I'm going to do the exact same thing there, but I'm going to uh, make it easier to kind of recap everything. So, I've kind of just listed everything, and I've kind of listed the wins in 2023. In 2024, I'm going to list the prices as well. So, I'm going to be able to go back and go, here, Shani, on, you know, the 3rd of February, what bets won? And I'm going to be able to tell you, you know, straight away. So, we can look back very easy. Maybe we'll do a half-year show. We'll... Analyze all the winning bets, analyze the prices of those, and um, maybe see if we're hitting more bigger bets than smaller bets, and maybe we can adjust from where we're going to go there. Now, if you listen to this betting show before, you probably know I'm not your normal, you know, I'm going to put two units on this. I'm, you know, I'm not a betting expert. I'm not anything like that. I try to give you winning bets. I try to give a bit of MMA insight. That's where uh, my expertise, I suppose, of watching the sport for the last. How many years now? Nearly 20 years God almighty Uh, That's what I want to do I don't want to have A bit of fun And I want to You know You you throw a tenner on And hopefully you might make A a few quid at the end of the week That's what this art to show is It's fun I want to get the people involved I want to throw people uh, uh, Some love in the comments as well If you have any bets For this year Throw in the comments here But every week as well I want to get comments in And I want to make More of a thing of that And make make the people More involved in it as well Because I've had a lot Of good feedback uh, Especially on the betting show Over the last Uh, year and a half and so and uh, I think uh, I think people appreciate too when you're not lying to them you know when you're telling them the truth about you know, the bets you're putting on and the bets you're, you're, you're getting out of. That. And I think, like, to go 50%, a lot of people say, oh, you go 50% with bets, probably not amazing. But I, I would say, and, and this is the reason why I kind of want to keep more a track of the prices and the winning prices, I would say out of those 90 bets, I'd say a good large percentage of them were plus money bets and good plus money bets. And for the 13 flyers, obviously all of them were, you know plus 350 and above there was one 7-1 and there's you know some very very big um, uh, big money bets there as well so yeah I'm I'm happy with the way it went last year I would actually be very very sceptical that I can do as well with my picks for this year I don't think I will Uh, but that's the process of it too we don't we don't always pick them right Um, we can't always pick them right but if we give someone a little bit of insight even you know insight enough to say right Johnny I you're making the wrong pick there. I'm going to pick someone else. That that can be useful too. So that's what we're going to do. 2024, new year, new betting set. We're starting from O&O, and, o and uh, we're going to get some this year. Obviously, I'll have the other betting show. And recording this one a little bit earlier, I'll have the other betting show with some uh, of the, uh, the the UFC or KSW or 1 or whatever's on this weekend. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that, I will talk about that on this as well. So I'm going to start off um, the year with my five bets for the year. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. As I said, all plus money bets for the year. That was my one rule. I want to start the year as I mean to go on. We're going plus money bets. We're making. Mo- we're not. We're not as concerned this year with the record. We're not as concerned this year with the record. That's why I want to make the price is a bigger thing. If I look at the end of twenty bets and only five of them are right, and it's plus two hundred, plus two fifty, plus you know one twenty, plus five hundred or whatever like that, I'll be happy. I'll be happier with that. And if I hit a lot of like minus 200 bets, so that is it. That is, that is this year's show. We're going all out, balls out for the whole year, 2024. That's where the Sheehan Shaw betting show is going this year. No more bad bets. No more small bets. No, no more, no more small money bets. You know, no, we're not putting on big money, but we don't want any small money prices. So let's go and let's do it right First bet of the year. It's a shocking one. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Bet number one. Ilya Tapuria to beat Alexander Volkanovsky plus 130. Now, the biggest worry for me in this is I actually, <laughs> after all that, I don't think this price is high enough. Um, I I think he probably should be a little bit higher in terms of, in terms of everything that has gone on, I suppose, uh, over the last few years with Volkanovski and how good he has become as a fighter, like Volkanovski, in my opinion, is the closest fighter we've ever seen to Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson as being the best of all time now people talk about the greatest of all time an awful lot and that's a different discussion we can talk about greatness uh in a in a a complex sport like mixed martial arts uh in one discussion and it's a very complex discussion the best is a different discussion who is the best fighter um and there's no debate about that in my opinion it's Demetrius Johnson but Volkanovski was the first one I ever thought came close to him now the thing about Volkan... And, and you're probably saying to yourself... Right, Johnny, you said that. Why are you picking Taboria to beat him? Well, there's two... Re- well, tr- there's a few reasons. One, Taboria is very, very, very good. Um, I think... Sometimes sometimes we look at a champion... And this is not Volkanovsky, but this is anyone. And we fail to see that someone's coming. You know, McGregor was coming for Aldo. Weidman was coming for, uh, for uh, Anderson Silva... You know, you could say Johnny Hendricks is coming for DSP I thought <laughs> that didn't really happen But, uh, you know, John Jones was coming for Whoever was there at the time And all, you know, it happens It 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 just happens People, you know, people think now at the moment Aspinall is coming and he is the guy We'll see if that's, you know remain, Remains to be true or not It's happened down through the years And, and not just Not just mixed martial arts with boxing And in, in other sports as well I am sure Ilya Tapouria is that guy is he good enough to go and beat Volkanovski? We'll see, but he is that guy. He is the best guy in the world on the way up. You know, the problem is he is in a division with, you know, Max Holloway who's one of the best guys in the world as well and Volkanovski, as I said, you know, the best fighter in the world uh, at the moment. If we were to go pound for pound I think Makashev has done enough to uh, to earn that now, no doubt about it, winning both of those fights, but we were talking about pound for pound again, but I think the way he knocked him out last time uh, absolutely, but Toporia is coming, and he is a threat to those guys. Now, as I said at the time, and I will we'll give more of maybe a technical breakdown and all that. But this is this is more like the this is more like the feel. This is the feeling for the year. This is the, the you know the the new year thoughts. Right, the second and third points maybe here. Volkanovsky. He's taken this fight. So he got, Volkanovski got knocked out. Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, look it up here and, and 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 see exactly when it was. But it wasn't that long ago when Volkanovski um, actually got knocked out, right? And. I always wonder when a guy when a guy like Volkanovski talks the way he talked, and that's maybe the next part of it. It was October of last year, so, you know, it's still, and this fight is happening in, let me just check here, uh, January. So we're not too far away from it. It's only next week. Um, I I really think that, and we might have this twice this week, now thinking about it, uh, I really think that a guy like Volkanovsky needed to take a little bit of a longer time out. But the problem with that is, you know, what he said before, he you know, mentally struggles if he's out for too long. It doesn't help him. You know, his mind wanders if he's out for too long and he has big, big issues. So he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. You just wonder at times if that's going to catch up on him. You know, you saw Israel Adesanya last year and he was a guy who wanted to fight over and over and over again. You're thinking, okay, this is great, you know, him fighting over and over again is really working for him until it didn't, you know? And it, I, I feel like that's always the case for these guys. You know, <clears throat> there are certain things in sports and sometimes we fail to realise why they're special, right? And let's stick to MMA for a second. Joey GSP's run, Anderson Silva's run, you know, runs like that. Those, those two especially. We often... You know, Adesanya with him, best middleweight of all time. He's getting there. Usman, the best middleweight of all time. He's getting there. our uh, welterweight, sorry. <clears throat> but they didn't get there, right? They didn't. Both of them, you know, Adesanya less so. But Usman definitely was like maybe two to three fights away from being, from in, you know, an insane thing to say, but being in the conversation to being a better welterweight than GSP. Crazy, right? Crazy. But he didn't get there. He lost to Leon Edwards. He lost to him again. Right? So the point here is it's special because it happens. And sometimes we 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 say it's going to happen before it actually does happen. It's almost a maybe I'm guilty of it with Volkanovsky saying, Oh, he's gonna you know, he's there near Mighty Mouse. He lost twice. And that's why he's not as good as Mighty Mouse. And that's why people are that's why Mighty Mouse is special, that's why GSP is special, that's why Anderson Silva is special for those insane runs that they went on. All right? So with that said, can it keep going? Now, for Volkanovski, it's an odd one because he's lost twice in a row, right? So you could already say, look, it's already it's already stopped. You know, maybe he's getting back on the trails here. Uh, back on the rails even here. Um, and honestly, I don't know, but I, I'm not making... Right, I'm not making a big assumption based on that. I'm not making my pick based on that. What I'm doing here is making a question based on that. Like, could you say that there's a question mark over whether volkanovsky is as good now as he ever was based on everything i just said i think even if you think volkanovsky is going to knock out topuria in the first round right even if you think topuria has no chance of winning he's not the guy volkanovsky's going to win i think you couldn't disagree with me in saying that there is a question about volkanovsky right now you know maybe maybe your opinion is topuria is not good enough to answer that question you know or to expose maybe the the questioning, maybe, but I think there definitely is a question about Volkanovski. Now, when I see that and when I say what I said earlier on about me thinking that Taporia is that guy, I, I, I get alarm bells. I think, am I going to be the guy who just picks Volkanovski because I really like Volkanovski and I think he's the best in the world? Or am I going to be the guy who analyzes the situation and picks via the data. Like via via what is shown. Like you analyze the situation, you think, okay, Tapore is the common guy, young, hungry, brilliant. Volkanovsky, brilliant fighter, but he's lost two fights in a row. He's he's talking like he's crying in press conferences saying he can't cope mentally in preparation. Like, and I don't like saying that. That's a very harsh thing for me to fucking sit here and say, but that's a fact. When you're looking at you're looking at Ben and someone, you're thinking Right, one guy is kind of, it's all pluses. And with the other guy, even though he's so good, it's minus, 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 minus at the moment for Volkanovski. Now, is Volkanovski good enough to overcome all of that? By God, he might be. And if he does, I think this is one of his, one of his greatest victories. But I'm being harsh. I'm being rootless. I'm being the betting man. And I'm going for Lieta Tepuria to win this fight uh at that beautiful price of let me get it again plus 130 okay I, as i said it could be uh, it could be a little bit bigger I, I think we would all like it to be uh to be a little bit bigger but that's the price we've been given and that's the price we shall take is this is this january is, is that january 20th is that the correct time it's on we, we 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 look do you know what we'll see very very shortly anyway um right no, it's February 18th, it tells me here on Best Fight Ads Someone someone's lying to me. Hold on. Do you know what we'll do now? Do you know what we'll do? The best thing we could do now is go to SherDog.com and that'll that'll tell us uh better than uh, better than anywhere John, you know I could have had this open. If I was a bit more of a professional, I would have had this open. He is fighting Ah, February 17th, yes. February it would be 18th for me here in Ireland, February 17th, obviously in America. So we have another bit of time for that one to uh that one to happen. Right, bet number two for today. Um, this is a, a fight that I am very, very interested in seeing uh, on Feral, I suppose. Um, I and, and the person I'm going for uh, here is Amir albazi uh, in his fight with, uh, with Brandon uh, Moreno. Um, I think it's, uh, again... It's a very similar fight to the, the one I just talked, uh, spoke about with, um, uh, with the cha- ex-champion, well, sorry, how would you put it? The fallen champion, I suppose. He's not the ex-champion, Volkanovski. Moreno is the, uh, the ex-champion, but he lost, you know, we know why. Um, coming back with something to prove against like the really good up-and-coming guy. Now, I don't know if I said or not plus 190 for Al-Bazi. There is, uh, so I was doing my um, analysis for the first um, UFC card of the year and I was looking for some of the best kind of up-and-coming fights this year and things like that and I saw this one and I just, you know, even though I was busy analysing another card, I said, you know what? Let's have, a, let's have a look at a bit of Albazi here. Let's have a look at a bit of Moreno. And we'll, obviously, when this fight comes closer, this is on, on the, the 24th of February. When this one comes closer, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it as well in, in greater detail. But the technical point of it, I just feel like the control that Albazi can gather in fights might be very very useful against Moreno. I think you know he is for a, for a 125 pounder you're not going to be that big or that strong. In fact he's not as tall as Moreno but I think he is a big strong 125er. And I think if he can get that control away from Moreno and win win that battle initially, I think it's I think it's one of those fights that could very very quickly turn into like a, a mental check for Moreno. You know, I think he's Moreno's had gut checks throughout his career and passed every single one of them. But a, a fight like this where you have been fighting in nothing but title fights for the last while you need to win this one to get back into that conversation and you're coming you you're, you know, you're almost like alright, I'm just going to get over this one and then fight for the title. Whereas you're coming in there against a the guy who's fighting a former champion for the first time Um, he is Hell for letter Gonna need to win this fight And if he does He'll be probably fighting for a title That is Very 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 tough For Moreno marina And a very very different mindset For both of those fighters And I, I think Like I've always been the one Down through the years Who said Like people talk about Um about trash talk and they talk about you know how well it works and how well it doesn't work I actually think things like this are way more important the mindset like your the the, the talk you give to yourself in your own brain is way more important than actually like you know some people now can put something into your brain I, I, absolutely but I, I just I just think that mindset might be the winning and losing of this fight because Albazi, in my opinion, has the ability to have a three-minute period at the start of the fight uh, where he gets something big and can turn that mindset against someone like Moreno. And Moreno, like this kind of happy-go-lucky guy, if that's kind of taken away from him, if the flowy kind of fighting ability is taken away from him, it's going to be very tough for him to retrieve that. So that's why I'm going for, uh, for Albazi as, uh, as bet number two. Um... Bet number three, MVP plus one twenty five versus Kevin Holland. Um, I love this bet from the second I saw that fight. I've loved MVP. Um, I saw him doing an interview the other day. I think with uh, my guy Mike Bon, and uh, he basically said like that. Who did Kevin Holland fight? And he he said, "Oh, we're just going to have a stand up matchup here." Was a wonder boy. Um. And um, MVP reckons he won't do the same against him, and I think he's probably right. Although you never know what Kevin Holland... Kevin Holland is the type of guy who will just go out there and, uh, <laughs> you know, and and have some fun and and have um have a fight mvp though like I, I i've been a long time believer of mvp as everyone knows he's uh where, where is it it's, a, it's on one of my walls here somewhere A poster of him. i love that style of fighter i love you know the wonder boys the anderson silvas you know that that's type of fighter um and you know he's a, a thing about mvp well. i've interviewed him a few times he's a really really nice guy you know sometimes as well uh and that's not uh, that's not going to do with my bet, but sometimes well, people don't realize that a guy like that. Like I'll, I'll tell you a small story here about MVP. Let's let's do it. um I was at a, a Bellator press conference once, and they did this thing where um they had, the, you know, the 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 blue corner for out for interviews, the red corner out for interviews, and then they had like a press conference announcing, you know. The next card or something like that And they had like five people lined up So that was grand We did them all And uh, we did the blue corner And the red corner And MVP was the last guy I was getting tough for the red corner Went over just about to interview him I was lining up And then they started doing The next press conference And they were taking them all away And I was like Oh, you know It's grand I'll catch you again or whatever And he was like Oh, sorry about that And that was fine So that was grand We did the press conference Asked a few questions And then I turned around And uh, Who sent him behind me MVP? And I was like Oh, hi And he's like let's, Okay, let's do that interview now he waited He just stood around In the background For like 40 minutes To do an interview with me To You know Because cause I had Kind of waited for him And I, I was the next in line And I didn't end up getting it And he just stayed around For like for no reason to, to do the interview with me And then just like Left after that That's the sort of thing You don't hear About people And I, I like I've, I've always like Looked at MVP In a different light after Like some people look at him And they think Oh maybe he's cocky Or he's You know he's Whatever But he's not like He's he's like a really Really kind of nice guy And I've been around him A good few times now You know Talked to him after uh, Norbert Navigne fights And like he he's always He always has good insight And he's a really smart guy And uh, he's an underrated Fighter as well As we get back to the better Like he really really is I don't think think People give MVP um, Credit for like His ability to actually Look Everyone gives him credit For his striking ability Maybe not enough Maybe they say You know Whatever This style is not going to work Or whatever Everyone knows he's a good striker. But, like, his ability to actually, like, circle around people, which is often a big problem for strikers like them. We see it with Wanderby more so these days than not. You know, his, his ability to circle around, his ability to get away is just not working. Like, MVP's ability to get away and his ability to actually strike with these, those big fucking, you know, looping strikes and usually, like, looping from lower rather than looping from high as you see with more people. He's, like, unbelievably good. Like the the Douglas Lehman knockout, which people always um always point to, he got knocked out from a position where he was trying to like pull away and get out from uh for, you know, from a a takedown or from a, a grappling uh the, the grappling realm, let's let's put it that way. And he got caught. Like he got he he just like he just got caught. The Logan Story fight, he won that fight. I don't care what anyone says. I was a terrible judging uh <laughs> you know a terrible judging in that one. And like he's knocked everyone else out basically. So I think MVP is massively underrated. I think he's a way better fighter than Kevin Holland. I think he's going to piece him up. I think he's going to knock him out. Uh, And I think MVP is going to fight for a title next year, maybe. So, plus 125 MVP, Michael Minnum Page. The next fight, next bet. This is... This is the, the opposite of the first two bets. I went for the two young lads. Actually, the first three bets. Three newcomers. You know, newcomers MVP, not so much a newcomer. You know, he's a, 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 you know older guy. Just been in Belthor for a long time. But the fourth bet, I am going with... The old dog for the hard road And I'm going for Dustin Poirier Plus 124 The audacity of the bookmakers Now oh, I might have changed by the time this comes out To make Dustin Poirier the underdog Against Benoit Sandini Now I'll take none away from Sandini right He is a good fighter A very good fighter He might be the future of the division He might be a future champion He's that good He's a very 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 good fighter Again we'll talk more about The ta- tactical and technical aspects of this The closer the fight gets but well, let's not forget Dustin Poirier. Okay, he went in there against Gaethje and he didn't have his best night, right? Absolutely. And, you know, he's lost some fights down through the years. But Dustin Poirier has been one of the best fighters in the UFC over the last 10 years. There's no shredded doubt about that. It's Like, it just so happens he was in a division with Habib, with Islam, with some of the best in the world. But he is also one of the best in the world. And the improvements that man has made over those, you know, six, seven years, whatever, I, I'm i not ready to write him off yet. I'm not ready to write him off based on one bad performance. Like, you know, was he injured coming into that? Was it just Gaethje on that night, a bad matchup? Gaethje's a very, very good fighter. Losing to Gaethje, there's no shame in that whatsoever. I'm not ready to write him off against an up-and-coming guy just yet. And <clears throat> this is a respect pick. This is a respect pick. And also, plus 124... You give me plus money in a fight like that against a guy as good as Poirier who is fighting a guy who is... Look, he's unproven, Benoit Sandini. It doesn't mean he will not prove himself. You know? It doesn't mean he will never be proven. But at the moment, could you say Benoit Sandini is the the finished article? He's a, he's absolutely... You know, he's the best fighter in the world without a shadow of a doubt. You couldn't say that. May, maybe your opinion is he is that and he will become that. But we're not there yet, you know? So I, I'm... You know, gut pick, um, respect pick, Dustin Barrier pick. There you go. That's Ben number four. And Ben number five. I might get killed for this one. <laughs> I might be able to leave leave my home. I might have to leave the country, maybe, actually uh, uh, opposing that. Uh, I'm going for Michael Chandler, a plus one hundred, uh, to win his fight against Conor McGregor. Now look, I've been relatively vocal on this talked on multiple podcasts that I think um, I think Chandler will win the fight and I think it'll be very hard for McGregor to get back uh, <clears throat> to get back into a winning shape slash shape. No, shape's not the wrong, right word I think he'll get into an unbelievable shape in terms of his fitness and all of that I think fighting shape you know match fitness as they call it in soccer over here I think it's just impossible I think uh, I think I just think he cannot do it. Uh, if they put him in here against Ferguson, do I think he could win? Yes. If they didn't put him in there against Paddy Pimlet, maybe, do I think he could win? Yes. And if they put him in there against Michael Chandler after winning those two fights, I'd be picking Conor McGregor all day, every day. I think McGregor at his peak, way better fighter than Chandler. You know, no doubt about it. If you were to give me the best McGregor against the best Chandler, McGregor wins that fight. You know, probably 19 times out of 20, in my opinion. But there's no way Conor McGregor can be at his best. There's just there's just simply no way he can do it. You know we're six months out from the fight now. This is a massive six month period for McGregor. How he prepares, where he prepares, who he prepares with, um, keeping free of injuries. This whole one eighty five thing as well, bizarre. Like I, I, like I think for McGregor, uh, who has a long, um. Long, long list of injuries that he's carried over the years from the ACL to the foot, to the, the, the hand, to, you know, the, the broken ankle slash leg over the last while, to, you know, the cardio issues when he moved up in weight classes before, uh, to, you know, to add on to the injuries, can he will he even make the fight Having to carry that much weight, and now you know he's probably walking around with it that weight anyway. But it's it's a little bit different. I'm I'm sure when you're getting down to that and everything, uh, I think it's it's all pointing against him. So now will that be good for Chandler? You know, maybe not. But um, I I don't think it'll be as serious for him to be honest. Um, that's a that's just another part. I, I I don't think if they both get to the fight on injured, I don't think it'll make much of a difference. I think do you know what it'll probably actually suit McGregor. I think it will suit McGregor, but. Will the effect, you know, the the, the plus points for McGregor already be gone by the time the fight comes is my big question. And I think they probably will. Um, Look, what I foresee in this fight is McGregor coming out looking sharp early. And Chandler, like Poirier a little bit, just in that middle fight that they had, avoiding it, pushing him against the cage, trying to tire him out a little bit. McGregor's going to get in a few of his shots. But if you stay safe for a while, you get into the late part of the first round, Early part of the second round, mid part of the second round, and you're still there, you start to push the pace, you start to land a few shots. I think that's where you beat McGregor. Um, that's always been the game plan for McGregor, but more so now when he has been out. You know, that broken leg as well, let's not forget about that. Coming back from that broken leg is not easy. Like Chandler is very good wrestling, although he doesn't do maybe do, do it, use it enough. He hits very hard. He's not like he's not the best striker, the most technical striker in all, but if he hits you, you'll stay hit. There's no doubt about that. Like, is Michael... The thing here is right. Is Michael Chandler good enough to, um, I suppose, expose the limitations of McGregor in 2024? And I think the answer is yes. And that's why I'm picking him a plus 100. Uh, I think he'll win the fight probably in the second round. The closer we get, maybe we'll have a flyer on that, but uh, I find it very, very hard to see Conor McGregor winning this fight. As much as it might get me killed around Ireland, that's just what I believe. in. um... I think I think plus 100 is uh probably the best of all these prices to be honest. I think I uh, I would I find it very hard to see any way to pick McGregor in that fight so plus 100 for Michael Chandler is my fifth bet for the year. All right everyone, let's just quickly recap them. Taporia 130 bet 1, bet 2 Albazi plus 190, plus 125 for MVP, plus 124 for Dustin Poirier, plus 100 for the former Bellator champion michael iron mike chandler all right everyone i will leave it there thank you very much for tuning in shout out to all the folks over on uh on sure Uh and shout out to all the folks uh who uh, have subscribed as well uh to the youtube here and the spotify and the soundcloud and all of that you're absolutely brilliant and if you haven't yet please give it a thumbs up smash the smash the like button as they say i don't know that that's, does that work probably not but hit the like button anyway let me know let me know your one bet for the year in the comments section below and hit the the subscribe button and the notification bell as well so when these videos come out you will get them straight into your inbox all right we leave it there my name is Sean Sheen for SharDog.com and I'll see you all next time